Friday's gonna come up with next. Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Unlucky cats. Today is Friday the 13th. I'm assuming unlucky things have been happening to people all day, or maybe they've had very lucky days. I just stayed inside and made pot treats all day, so it was a pretty good day for me. Just super high. Thanks again to Corey and Catherine. Uh, yeah, here we are at Pantastics. It's Friday. It's time to party. Yay! Uh, Jonathan got me a beer. Yay! Mm. People are here. They're coming in. It's super exciting here. Uh, I have a story about being uh, super unlucky. This happened to me. Uh, it happens once a month. I, uh, I have my period and I feel so not lucky at all. Just like it's, I feel like the whole world is crashing down upon me and I'm bleeding all over myself. Well, I'm not bleeding out myself. I am technically bleeding out myself because I use baby blood diapers. A lot of people don't know what that means. Uh, it means that I take baby bibs that I stole from someone else's mail that they left, and I, I put them inside my underwear, and I fold them up, and then I bleed on them, and then I wash them. Kind of like, remember the old washable diapers? Same thing, except it's a baby bib blood diaper. How wonderful. Look at this audience. Yay! Yay, people. Uh, if you guys want to grab any beers, you can do that, too. But you guys are here, so yay, you're an audience. Yay, yay. We're going to tell jokes to you. Uh, did you guys have a good day? Did you have an unlucky day? Yeah. Unlucky, lucky. It was a lucky day. It was a lucky day. It's Friday the 13th. You're not affected. No black cats. No bad thing. Nothing fell on you. No, no birds pooped on you. Everything was a good day. See, this is great. All of these theories about Friday the 13th. We're just going to dispel them all tonight. We're, we're lucky people. Uh, I was talking about how I had a very unlucky time uh, while I was having my period. Uh, I don't know if you guys, it's a full moon right now. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the moon cup. Some people call it the diva cup. It's a piece of silicone that you put inside your vagina. It sucks up to your service, collects all that blood, right? And then you, you take it and you pour it on like the carrots that you're growing on your windowsill. You, it really helps them grow. And my glazed blood carrots, so delicious. Uh, you can pour the menstrual blood on your pot plants. Uh, I tried to grow a new strain called God's Pussy. 
It, it got me high. It was great, but it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. You know, it had a little. It was, it was. I think it was too much iron. I don't know. I don't understand soil very much. But so I, I had this moon cup, and it was great, and I used it for six years. Uh, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> you're supposed to change them every once in a while. While why? because, you know, uh, plastic degrades over time. So I went in uh, to. I reached in to pull out uh, my moon cup, and I yanked on the cord thing and it just broke off <laughs> so now I have a little tiny cord thing in my hand and I have a, something stuck to my cervix just collecting blood just doing it just it's been six hours not worried yet not too worried as time goes on you know with physics the blood goes in and then it there's no surface area or something. Okay, there's I don't understand physics, but what I'm saying it gets tighter to the cervix as time goes on. So I'm trying to reach in there and I'm trying tweezers and I'm trying things. Nothing's right. It's very slippery. It's very strange. And I'm like, I'm just going to ignore this problem for a long time. Uh, so like 12 hours pass and, I, and I'm, I'm single at this point, so I don't know what to do. Like I was started dating my boyfriend now who I've had for three years, but we just started dating and this is not the kind of thing you bring up to your new boyfriend. You don't say, hey, I need you to reach inside my vagina and pull out my, my moon cup. This is not something you bring up. So who do you talk to? Some people go to the doctor, not me. No, no, I, I call my ex-boyfriend because this is, he's the one most familiar with the area, with the crash site going on, the problems, the blood and the stuff, and he's going to be okay with it. So I call him up and he says, yes, I am working at a Doc's Clock. He's a bartender up there and he's like, just come hang out at the bar. We're going to drink some drinks. I'm going to close down. I'm going to take you home. We're going to get this thing out of you. Everything's going to be okay. I'm like, this is great. He gets me drunk. I'm like, let's get really drunk. Let's go home. Let's do this. So we get home, I'm laying on the bed, I've got my legs up, he's reaching in there. We take some, we, we take some uh, kitchen tongs, we cover them with a Ziploc bag and try to use lube. We're trying to use them like a speculum to open up my vagina so that he can reach inside blood. Nothing is working, everything is a problem. It's just, and I'm crying, I'm crying now. He's used to me crying, so I'm okay with it. I'm just like, listen, I just, are you, are you, you can never do anything right. And then I fall asleep and I set an, I set an alarm for 6.30 and I say, we're gonna, we'll try this again in the morning. If it doesn't work, I'm going to go to the hospital. So the alarm goes off, beep, 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 and I wake up, crying again, crying, crying. Uh, and so I go in the bathroom, and I'm sitting on the toilet, and I just start thinking of, like, birthing, birthing the moon cup. I'm bearing down, I'm birth, and I'm feeling it sort of move closer to the... And I'm like, wait, this is the thing. So I get, I get up on top of the tub, and I'm hanging on to the shower curtain like this, and I'm... I'm Hushing, hot. And so my ex-boyfriend hears this and he comes around and he's like, what is going on? So he gets into the tub behind me like some strange African doctor. He's behind me and I'm buried. He's like, I see it. I see it. It's like crowning through me. He reaches up and he pulls the thing out and he just gets covered with blood. It's a literal bloodbath. And the only reason this wasn't a problem is that he's a drummer in a metal band. So this was like so fucking metal. This is like, and, uh, and now, now I know what, what the color of love is. It's, uh, I, I left, I still have it on the ceiling in my apartment in the bathroom, but one of the bits of blood that I chose not to clean up just so I can remember how love feels. Do you know? Like he really reached in there. That was one of the unluckiest and luckiest times uh, that's ever happened to me. Um, <laughs> just here's the thing don't be so poor and stingy buy a new moon cup like once a year just throw that one away when it starts turning kind of a weird pink color that's the time to just let it go gotta learn how to let things go no hoarding here not in my you can't hoard very much in the vagina uh, 
I wrote a story once where there were whores that had a, they had a twat pharmacy and in Vegas they would go and they would open their legs and then they'd pull the drugs out and then roll them out and then people would buy them. This is not real. This isn't a fiction story I wrote, <laughs> but I've always liked the idea of a twat pharmacy, you know, like you put, and you like roll it out like, like knives, like, you know, chefs, when they carry their knives and they have in those special packs, they roll them out and they're like, <laughs> like that, but with drugs. Anyways, that was fun. Uh, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, we're going to get started here on this unlucky, amazing, unlucky show. There's a thing we do at the beginning of every show. We sing a song. If you know how it goes, sing along with us. If you don't, you'll, you'll probably figure it out. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi. That white Wookiee is good. M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! Yay! I'm so excited. There are so many people in the clubhouse right now. I hope you guys are all going to enjoy those caramels I made this morning. I'm very proud of them. They're very chewy. And they have about uh, 40 milligrams in them. So be careful and have a good time. I know. And it's so hard. You can't just eat half of it. Like you eat half and you're like, it's so good. I have to keep eating. Yay! Your first comedian of the night uh, is one of my favorite people. She runs a show here on Sunday nights from 6 to 8 called The Immutables. Uh, she's a hilarious individual who loves cats almost as much as I do. Everybody clap wildly for Trina Roderick! Oh my God. Last week when I was here and you did your cat stuff on uh, how you, you, you and your cat, Pam, like get a little freaky with it. Great bit. Uh, so Matthew is like, turns to me and says, you know, do you do that with your cat? I'm like, dude, my cat gives zero fucks. Zero fucks this bitch gives. Like her sexual orientation is hater. She's by like color, like black and white, but like she doesn't need to get to what gender you are because she just hates everybody. Um... My parents have uh, two little dogs, you know, and uh, they treat them and talk about them like they're children. You, you guys have met people like this. I, uh, whatever, I go along with it. I go along with it. It's just, they're teeny little dogs and it gets weird my, when my little sister tries to hump my elbow. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and then my stepdad is like trying to explain to me, well, no, I'm the, you know, it's like, it's a compliment, like, well, I'm the only other person she does that with. And I'm like, dude, I'm not down for a three-way. How many fucking times do I have to fucking say that? Anyway. Uh, so, so, yeah, I don't really think of my cat as like a daughter. She's more like a rude grocery store clerk that I kidnapped and now has Stockholm Syndrome. You know what I mean? Um... No, she's awesome. Uh, I love that that meme though on on Facebook. That huge cat tongue, like she would for sure not be into that. Actually, she might be into that. Like, like she scratches my face so much, like it's a thing in our relationship that I have to avoid being scratched by my cat. So I'm like, no, I'm not putting a huge fake tongue in my mouth and getting anywhere fucking near my cat. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? She would bitch that, slap that thing right out of my mouth so fast. No, I like, though, um, that I don't think she would expect me to perform another species in order for 
us to have a loving relationship. You know what I mean? Um, like the first time I, I ever kissed her, she's like, well, okay, let me back up. So I'm 47, single, no kids, which is awesome, super awesome, love it. But like when you're 47, single, no kids, people tell you to your face, uh, you should get a cat. <laughs> right? So I did not adopt this cat. I want you to understand. She adopted me, right? Okay? She's at my back door one night. She's like an outdoor cat, hanging out outside, walks into my apartment one night. Like, we all walk into the nicest hotel room we've ever been in. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, could get, I could get used to this. Right? Like, let's order room service. Woo! Right? Like, okay, I'm going to have the uh, ocean feast. And uh, I don't we can, I could do a bottle. And a bottle of the vitamin D milk. Uh, so, yeah, she's like, yeah, you should definitely get a cat <laughs> for sure. Um, no, she's awesome. Uh, I'm learning about uh, cat people and dog people. Like the difference between cat people and dog people is that cat person can take emotional abuse, a dog person can take a licking in the face. <laughs> okay. um, some dogs they sit at the at the door and wait for their owner to get home. You know, uh, my cat sits at the door and waits for me to leave, <laughs> looking at me like, "Don't you? <laughs> you don't have to have a dog to go to the park, bitch." <laughs> Um, anyway, I should get, I need a haircut. I, I, I can't find a hairdresser because I don't want to go to the last person. She, um, she, I, I like it when there's like a little, it's usually short, but I like it when there's like a little bloop in the back. Like it doesn't like go straight across like a guy's hair line. I want it to look a little feminine back there. So I said, you know, just a little bloop, right? So I get home. I didn't look at the back. Why didn't I look at the back? I get home and I feel back there and it's, a rat tail, <laughs> a full-on rat tail. Like if you left all of this, I was like, wait a second, just because I have short hair, she's clearly assuming that I'm a person with a, ha with a cat, <laughs> right? Like it's, everybody thinks, anyway. I'm so sorry, I really did not have 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, what else? Um, I think that's it. I'm so sorry. No, it's not that I don't want. I just, I, I was just going to work that anyway. Thank you guys so much. Trina Roderick with a solid five. Hot five on cats. Hot five up here. I'm sorry, I'm spinning everywhere, at all over you. It's because I've been high all day. Did I tell you guys that? I've been eating the, when I make the caramels, I try to make them perfect squares, so I cut off all the edges that are misshaped, and then I eat them. Because <laughs> I want them to be in perfect squares, right? <laughs> so I eat this, and then I'm like, I wonder how much I've eaten. And then I get high, and I'm like, these ones are good. Because <laughs> you never know. Like, how strong are they? I'm like, <laughs> That it's they're they're strong today. I like them. No, I've been it's been fun. I talked to my cat all day today too. It was great, uh, but now he smells like fish. I, oh, it's so bad. I've been giving I've been making my cat his own cat food because I love him and because I'm an insane person. Also, it's cheaper and you can buy actual salmon with food stamps. 
I, just buy, I buy him salmon bones and then I cook them in water and I make salmon jello. It's insane. I know he loves it though. But now I've given him too much salmon jello and he actually smells like fish. So I had to give him his first bath ever. So it's like been this weird, like he loves me. He hates me. <laughs> like what's going on? And he still smells like fish. So I think I have to stop feeding him salmon. I think that the veterinarians are right. You can't just feed your cat like whatever you want whenever you want to I was convinced that the whole pet food industry was a sham I don't I don't think it is now <laughs> your next comedian uh he doesn't look like the, he has the capacity to love a cat in his heart do you <laughs> no I mean you you look angry on the street but I know you're a really nice guy in real life I know you have a heart and a soul just because you went to Stanford doesn't mean that you're you're an emotionless robot. Uh, hey, everybody, you're going to love him. He's hilarious. He's smarter than most people I know. And I had, and I took an IQ test, so I think I'm a genius right now. Uh, everybody, Connor Doherty, yay! If I can't love a cat, it's not my fault it's a specific it's because of a specific episode were you legs guy nice pants cuz last were you guys here when when he got his his legs got all the attention his legs stole the show now I'm going to actually have to do jokes because I can't comment on your nearly hairless legs. <laughs> if I can't love a cat, it's because when I was growing up, so my dad was allergic to cats, so we never had them, but my grandma who lived in rural Wisconsin would feed feral cats. Uh, did you guys know, I think it was like in the mid-2000s, there was actually legislation in Wisconsin to legalize hunting feral cats? Because they had, I guess they have them in like such great abundance or like they're killing the deer or something. I don't know. <laughs> probably, probably not. But my grandma would take care of these, I don't know if they were feral. They're stray in any case. And so there was this one who was orange and white and he was fat and used to roll around. So we called him Rolly. Rolly had a pretty good life because he was previously stray and then my grandma started feeding him and letting him stay in the garage. And then she got another one who was gray and white named Alex. Both boys. Alex is a little bit smaller. And I liked both of these cats. And I liked them because we couldn't. We specifically couldn't have cats because my dad was allergic. So I liked hanging out with them. And one time, we go to my grandparents' house and only Rolly is there. And I'm like, oh, where did Alex go? And my grandma's kind of stepping around the issue. It's like, oh, well, you know... He was a stray. He may have just run away. My grandpa goes, Rolly killed him. There were two cats that I loved, and one of them murdered the other one. So, if I do not have room in my heart for cats, it is because of that, not because of anything intrinsic to me. I actually like cats very much, but that's how it goes. So luck, uh, you could all die at any time. We could, I'm not immune. We could all die at any time. Have you seen these 
advertisements on the BART and the bus about sudden unexpected infant death. Do you know what I'm talking about? S-U-I-D. I think unexpected is really a necessary modifier there. If it's expected infant death, you just killed a kid. <laughs> like who expected what? And when did they know it? Someone has some explaining to do. Fair enough. Uh, so, so I was, <laughs> thanks Jonathan. <laughs> it's always good. I don't like laughter. I just like Jonathan slowly. You're funny, man. <laughs> I'm at a loss. I don't have this. I don't have his shiny legs to comment on. Even with the pants on, I know they're shiny under there, bro. So I went to the doctor. Um, and you just, like, I didn't have a doctor. I just ended up with one. And I don't like the doctor that I ended up with. He, want, he like, wants to be my friend. He's talking about how you need to build a relationship with your physician. And I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to get in here before the Republicans replace insurance with prayer. <laughs> like, we're not going to build a relationship. And he... So he starts telling me about his family and stuff, and he's like, so my son is seven, and he has dress-up day at school. And I was like, that's funny, because I'm 25, and I have a family history of diabetes and mental illness. <laughs> so maybe look at my body instead of telling me about your kid's Minecraft costume. <laughs> I don't know what... I paid for exactly because he didn't look like he didn't look in my ears or my mouth. He didn't look in a single hole and he didn't do the turn your head and cough thing. It's like the only time I've been upset that I paid a man for his time and he didn't touch my balls. Never have that problem with my psychiatrist. He always touches my balls. There's a lot going on in that joke. You can lose people because if you mention a psychiatrist, they get a little bit scared because it's like, ooh, what's wrong with him? But also, not everyone knows that brain doctors don't touch balls. Anyway, <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot going on there. So I've recently, I had never been called this previously, but in the past month, I've had multiple people refer to me as a twitchy white guy. People of all races. It's one thing we can all agree on. I'm a twitchy white guy. I had never been called that before, so I was looking it up like for the connotation, and it's not a good thing. <laughs> but I've decided I'm taking it back. I'm taking back twitchy. So now I'm just I'm gonna get out in front of it. Like I'm just sitting there nervous. It's like so it may look like I am just fidgeting nervously, but in fact I am merely trembling with raw sexual energy. <laughs> That's luck related. That's because, so someone was calling me twitchy in relation to someone else. And he was like, oh yeah, you're a couple twitchy white guys. And I was like, yeah, but he's twitchy because of drugs. I'm just like this. <laughs> God made me this way. Do you guys believe in God? Okay. Me neither. Have you seen the guys outside the BART stations that are yelling about the end of the world? You know what I'm talking about? Huh? It's gonna happen. 
I I have limited time, but I'm very curious about Sun Tzu's ideas about the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm going to have to talk to him later. Like, when shit hits the fan, he I bet he's got, like, a bunker and stuff. Just <laughs> full of fun chemicals. Uh, what was I talking about? The guy yelling about the end of the world. So, you know, these guys are out there yelling into their megaphones. They're like, the seas will turn to blood. The dead will rise again. I'm walking past one of these guys and he loses his train of thought. And it's like, if you claim to know when and how the world is going to end, you think you would remember. (laughs) Also, you can just make that up. No one has ever stopped and argued about the details with that guy. Like, you said the seas would turn to blood, actually... God will smite the non-believers and their blood will flow out into the sea. <laughs> Just wanted everyone getting on BART at 3 p.m. on a Saturday to know that. So silly. Uh, so I was very unlucky in purchasing my car, which I did finally find a parking space for. Parking in San Francisco, oh man. Like, I've gotten so many parking tickets here that, like, even now when I pull into a space, I just feel like it's an illegal space. Like, do you guys know what what Catholic guilt is? Like, when you feel bad, even if you're not doing anything wrong, I get, like, a parking version of Catholic guilt. And then I start masturbating and I get regular Catholic guilt. (laughs) Do you know that masturbation's a mortal sin? you masturbate then when you die you go to hell unless you confess which just leads me to believe that priests are just perverts and they just like want you to tell them about your sex stuff like oh you're touching yourself what are you thinking about you dirty boy tell me so god doesn't send you to hell tell me all the details it's a big threat but I was talking about my car. So when I, I bought my car from a guy on Craigslist, and his name was Steve slash, he had another name, Yin Yang. He was selling his 2003 Jetta wagon because he was moving back to China to start a startup. He signed the, the transfer of title over to me give, using his given name, given by his parents, which was Yin Yang G. GE. It turns out that according to the state of California, the car was owned by Steve, not Yin Yang. So I did not legally own this car, and the man who had sold it to me had since returned to China. So I had to get Steve slash Yin Yang to sign a form saying that, hello, state of California, Steve and Yin Yang are one and the same person. And Steve has now transferred the title to Connor. There was no joke there. (laughs) It was shitty. Just talking about my feelings. Sans punchlines. I have this, I've recently come up with a good metaphor for my style of humor. So the universe is expanding everywhere simultaneously. Did you guys know this? sure i don't know why but it is so it's expanding but so like over these distances like i can't see shiny legs getting further away from me 
but like over a very large distance it starts to add up so there are actually astronomical bodies at the edge of the universe that are moving away from us at faster than the speed of light so we can never perceive these bodies right because you can't travel faster than the speed of light you can't see things if the light can't get to you so i actually think this is a great metaphor for my style of comedy which is that there might be a punchline at the very edge of the joke but the setup itself is expanding at such a rate that you might never actually make it to the punchline. Okay. I'm done. Thank you. That dirty little boy. What is he thinking? He's thinking about his show uh, the first Tuesday of every month called My Greasy Sons. Now I finally know why you call it My Greasy Sons because you're a dirty little boy. Uh, so said the so said the priest. Uh, it's at the Woods Brewery in Oakland the first Tuesday of the month. It's called My Greasy Sons. He runs the show. It's always great. You should go to it. February seventh. Go see him. Uh, yay! Keep clapping for Connor Doherty. Smarter than all of us. Yay! The world is constantly expanding. Yay! Oh, cross A. I believe that uh, T-Rex's bones were put back together wrong. Ha-ha! <laughs> no, absolutely. It, it's, a, it's too long to get into right now, but the hip bone's a breastbone, and it flew. It's the dragon. Nobody believes me. <laughs> I'm like, the bones are... It's okay. It just means that everything that we know is false because T-Rex's bones are put back together wrong, and you all believe it. You all believe it. You're like, of course it's a, T-Rex is a big, tall thing. It runs on two legs. It only goes 25 miles an hour. The hubris of man. Of course, because it's... The biggest, coolest thing, obviously, was on two legs because we're men and women and smarter than dinosaurs. Your next comedian. <laughs> I really, I wish I had a picture I could just leave up here of how T-Rex's bones are put back together. I, Jonathan actually bought me one of those puzzles that the kids put back together and I put it together the right way and I made the T-Rex have wings and it's awesome. <laughs> it totally works. No one believes me. Your next comedian also has theories that people don't always believe. She, but what we all can agree on, she's a great photographer as well as an awesome comedian. Uh, uh, she does she does amazing things, and she's very funny. You guys are going to love her. She's also unlucky as fuck. Everybody, put your hands together for Katie Carnes. Yay! Did I read the thing wrong? The little event thing. Is this about cats? No. <laughs> what the fuck are y'all talking about cats about? Because you, then you put that picture on the thing and it has the cat. And I was like, fuck, like I read this all wrong. I was stoked. When I, when I saw Unlucky, I was like, yeah, that's me. I want to be on that show because you know how I read your emails. It's in my, in my work. I'm massaging people while reading emails with my feet, you know. It's good. And uh, I saw the Unlucky and I was like, yep. I've always considered myself super unlucky. I'm not quite sure if that's just because like I'm stoned all the time and I... Just not paying attention. I don't know. Did you do it because today's Friday the 13th? So you're smart. I was like, oh my God, she doesn't even know. Like, Because <laughs> I'm so stoned. Those caramels are fun. Um, today is Friday the 13th. It's actually a, a lucky day. I don't know if you knew. TED Talks by Katie Carnes. There you go. Um, I, 
I am very unlucky, but today I was really like, I was, uh, was having a good day. I went to the MoMA, took myself on a self-date. It's not really luck. We make our own luck is what I'm saying. <laughs> I did um, give these two women a ride from MoMA, though. They were like out, out, you know, townies. They were like, oh, my God, this is crazy. My Uber isn't working. And I was like, let me take you. It was, they gave me 10 bucks. It was, I know. I bought a beer with it. It was, I make my own fucking luck. Do you understand? I, I uh, do really believe that, though. We manifest our own destiny, right? Because like we have to be lucky enough to like be aware of the our body reactions to our environment. Does that make sense? Like so when you're like doing things in life and you're like your body goes, ha, 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 maybe not, maybe don't do that. Hey, maybe that's not a good idea. Mine isn't very confident. Usually like people are like, nah bitch, you should stay away from that. Mine's like, hey, maybe, I don't know, it's a good idea if you know not me. <laughs> um, and I, ne- I need to tell you that before I told you this story, because this is like the most unlucky week of my life. And uh, so I was going to go on this like trip. I like made this like um, crowdfunding thing. I was going to go across the United States and like massage across America. And I was like going to do all these things. I was just making up a reason to travel. I just wanted to get out. And I was like, I want to do it, whatever. And so I went to Vegas. I documented that. I went to LA. I documented that. And on my way leaving LA, I was packing up my shit, and then I was like saying goodbye, and I went to go see this psychic, and I was like, hey, I'm on this trip, it's gonna be amazing, I'm gonna like create all these things, you know, I'm just here for you to tell me that this is the trip that I need to be taking, right, and he was like, yes, Mm -hmm, girl, yes, all of it, your life is gonna be amazing, this is what's gonna put you on the map, oh my God, by the way, you're a black woman in a white woman's body, I don't know if you knew. <laughs> he straight up told me this, I'm not kidding. I was like, yeah, I know, but, um, <laughs> but keep talking, and he was like, yes, yes. And I was like, is my mom gonna be okay? Yes, oh my God, I was like, yeah. So I got on the road, like, stoked. I was like, I'm gonna be someone, and I pulled over to take some pictures and I realized my camera was gone. Right, so someone robbed me from LA and I didn't notice until I was halfway there. I was like, okay, it's fine, it's fine. I'm fine, I have my GoPro, I'll keep going, I'm gonna borrow my brother's camera. So I came to San Francisco, same day. I come here and we go to a nice dinner. He says, treat me nice because I got robbed, you know? Beautiful dinner, come back to my car. Someone smashed my back window, took all of the things out from my car, spread it on the sidewalk like a fucking garage sale, stole but all but one dress. That fucker has good taste. He does. I've been looking for that fucker. I'm like, because it was sparkly, it was my Vegas dress. I was pissed, okay? So I was like, no, it's fine. No, it's fine. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. But I have to go home. I have to fix my car. Da, da, da. So the next day, I go to visit my mother, who was living in a, uh, she was sick at the time. And so she was in this hospital thing. And they were like, hey, mm, she's going to have to get out. We don't do this whole insurance thing. You know, I'm like, yeah, government. Thank you. And so she had to move. And I had to move her into my house. So I had to quit. And then she died two weeks later. 
Uh, how lucky, unlucky am I, right? So that's my story. So I'm really glad I should have just talked about cats. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I do hate cats. I totally hate cats. But it really isn't the cats, Pam. It isn't the cats. I mean, I like, I like kittens, um, but it's just the cat people. It's you, Pam. Have you seen my cat? Have you seen him? You want to see it? And they like take out the phone, like, oh my God, look at it. And then they look at the phone, and they look at you, and then they look at the phone, and they look at you. Oh my God, do you see it? And they're just smiling. Just, and my face is like this, because I don't like cats. And it's real fucking awkward, and I gotta be like, sorry dude, we're not on the same level. Um, so cats suck, uh, that's a thing. I am very unlucky in jeans. Anyone else? Got kind of cursed by my parents. Mom gave me chin hairs. That's fucked up. I didn't think that it was going to be such a thick, like she used to be like, hey, come get me these chin hairs. And I was like, mm, no, gross. You're sick. And she's like, well, it's going to get you. I was like, I'll be 50 by that the time. And then she died. And then boop, 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 boop. You know, like, it, they just keep coming. And it's just like, I'm like Tim Allen and Santa Claus. Like every time I do it, just poof, like 18 more. It's just... It's real fucked up. I got a bad picker, too, because uh, daddy issues. Anyone here? <laughs> Any, anyone? No one? Come on. It's San Francisco. I don't believe you. I got a bad picker, you guys. I could see a, get a, a guy getting pulled over, getting a DUI, and I'd be like, hey, <laughs> call me. <laughs> you only got one call, right? <laughs> Right? That worked one time though. That's that's not a it's not a good good call. <laughs> I uh fell in love and Googled him. Don't do that. I was the only one who came out alive, so I am lucky there, so that's good. Hmm. Well, I just didn't want to bring it down. Maybe I did, I don't know. Unlucky. We're unlucky right now, huh? Trump? That's a thing. Mm, mm, psycho note. Sitting cake. I don't know where that note is. Uh, that's kind of unlucky. I mean, unless like you're making money from it. <laughs> hmm. There was so much to talk about being unlucky. But that story was so sad, huh? There was supposed to be something funny there. Hmm. I, uh, I am quitting my job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to go out and do it on my own. Yay. It's not going to work. I'm going to go running back, but it's fine. Um, but I was feeling myself at work today, and uh, I'm a massage therapist, and so I brought them back, and I was like, uh, so what are we doing today? What's happening in your body? Yeah? And he was like, yeah, it's my neck and my back. And without thinking, I said, lick my pussy and my crack. <laughs> That sucked, because he didn't give me a tip, and he didn't know that song, so. Just luck, unlucky everywhere. Hey, you guys have been fun. I'm getting out of here. Goodbye!
Burns. We were lucky to have her. Hell yeah. Woo! Even though she doesn't like cats, I still like her. Yes! Your next comedian is actually two comedians. Exciting things are going to happen right now. Uh, I have no idea what's going to happen. We got some sketch comedy coming up for you right now with your next comedian. Uh, he is a great guy. He runs a show every Sunday from 2 to 4 here on the station called Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. And it's a really great show. And he watches a full-length movie with a different guest every week. And it's Evil Knievel this week. Oh, my God. So, And he has a website on the side where you can listen to the podcast and watch the YouTube video with him and his guest. And it's a lot of fun. It gets really weird. And the movies are, I mean, bad, like... Oh, wow. They're all on YouTube, so they're all free, and they all roll for free. Uh, they're great stuff, and he's going to be here right now. Everybody, put your hands together for Mike Spiegelman! I'm Gary Owen, and please welcome the hosts of Laughing 2000, Rowan and Martin's Laughing 2000, Rowan Jr. and Martin Third. We got a great show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I've been microdosing. <laughs> microdosing? What's that? Microdosing is when you take small doses of LSD to help you focus throughout your day. How's it going? Is it working? Elephant gravy. <laughs> All right. I told you that wasn't gonna work. Oh, all right. Okay. Disaster, Spiegelman. All right. Well, we should do it. Let's. All right. All right. Okay. Wait, 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 wait a second. I'm going to go into here. Okay. We're going to do that cold open. Bit. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start over. All right. Here we go. All right. This is a theatrical performance stage. All right. I got to act. I'm acting. I'm acting. I'm acting. I'm acting while I'm singing. I'm doing some acting business on stage. Ooh, too hot. Ooh. All right. Uh, get into character. Be in character. Be the character. <coughs> Hi, I'm Mike Spiegelman, public figure. Perhaps you know me from internet. <laughs> the number one self-promoting tool of the year 20XX. <laughs> I came here to talk about a couple things, like I'm eating a sandwich, politics, shaming, schooling, schooling shaming, shame schooling. Becoming a substitute teacher. No, I'm kidding. Sports schooling online. But first, I want to tell a couple of my famous salad jokes. Anyway, so a head of iceberg lettuce walks into a bar, and the bartender says, Hey, no. we got an outside garden. No. What? No. Hey, what? No. Hey, stop yelling at me. No. Stop yelling at me. What are you, some kind of dick? I'm not a dick. I'm disrupting your show and shattering it and making it better by forcing you to evolve in real time to emerging situations. Well, that's, that sounds like uh, not making it better. That sounds like improv. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, probably wondering no, I'm probably wondering who you are. So who are you? Are you some kind of professional or a teacher or some kind of expert? Oh, I'm not an expert. I'm an internet expert. <laughs> I'm Dick Peter Johnson, CEO of Disruptor. You are a dick. The hyper-gross venture wax shard that disrupts live performances and changes the world by making everybody hate and see everything they're watching. 
Well, that, that doesn't sound good. That makes it sound worse. Yeah. And why would somebody with experience uh, get advice from someone with no experience? It's called crowd-worsing. Crowd-worsing? <laughs> oh, crowd-worsing. Crowd 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 oh, it's a play of word. Yeah, word play. Word play. <laughs> All right, we're playing fun. Fun is fun. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, all right. Okay. Now this is good. Yeah. We got, oh, I like that. I think this is a good old open. I think this is a great show. Yeah, it's a good cold open. Yeah, we're doing we're doing good. Yeah, take it easy, man. We're doing great. Yeah. This is like a gold open. That's more wordplay. Yeah. All right. That's funny. All right. We should probably have some like intro or something. What are we doing next? What do we normally do in sketches? I don't know. All right. Let's do an intro. All right. So then there's like an intro. All right. And it's an animated intro. And then, um, and then I'll come on. And, uh, first, I have to read this. Okay, tonight. I, I apologize. It's so new. There's no way I could have memorized any of this. Okay. All right. Welcome to Newsish, the online news show that you believe because chemtrails. <laughs> right, left, wrong. All that matters is it's fake. News for a post-fact world with your host, two-time self-award winner Rand Alexson. I'm Rand Alexson, and I'm a Red-faced man broadcasting from his basement. That's how you know I am not compromised by my, any special interests. <laughs> Only my own mesmerizing psychopathy. <laughs> oh, here's one thing I just heard. The liberal recount finds that Trump's numbers were inflated, and there were numerous instances of voter suppression. But Trump tweeted it was sad, so that proof is a lie. <laughs> Lamestream media is to try to inform you and apprise you with science-based facts uh, based on the dark god science. Black, elsewhere, Black Lives Matter is merging with KKK to form KKK BLM, or KKKBLM. <laughs> you see the way the buildings are melting? The great Lord Trump brings forth his alternative truth through the doorway. Elsewhere, a man in a Guy Fox mask was yelling on a street corner about chemtrails and vaccines, and he was asked to be quiet. The dark hand of Clinton at play. <laughs> now, Julian Assange. I uh, don't really have to do anything. I'm just relaxing. I did what I was thinking, all right. <laughs> now, uh, Newsish is brought to you by Regard, the selfie trademarking attention keeper. Make sure you get all the likes your personal, uh, personal, your personal, your, make sure you get all the likes your persona merits. Guard your regard with Regard. And our partner series, Maximum Life. Do you want to live life to the max? Space dive off an orbiting asteroid. Eat your way across a city in the throes of a race riot. Perform battlefield surgery with little or no training. <laughs> Live life to the max. Maximum life. I'm Dirk Janus. <laughs> a trust fund biz school grad who launched several startups, then always dumped my stock <coughs> magically before they cratered, and I had maximum perfect timing, and I made maximum money with maximum coincidence. But life isn't just about being rich and dabbling in rich, high-powered things. It's not enough to just be a VC funder, an entrepreneur, a capoeirist, and a marriage, canine marriage counselor. I like to live every second to the extreme of reality. I like to live life to the maximum. And I want you to come with me, or at least be totally jealous that I'm doing these things. <laughs> live life to the max as I jump off this solar flare. Ah! I'm burning to the maximum! Ah! <laughs> News-ish. Up next. What a guy I am, huh? Oh, yeah, right, yeah, what well, a great uh, guy. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, up next is a special message from the American Bacon Advisory Board, or ABAB. Hello, I'm Michael Kane. This is my partner, Francis. Hi, everybody. How are you? Now, to make it into today's society, you need to have a job. And to get work, you can't choke during a job interview. 
Now, today we'll discuss the do's and don'ts of job interviews. Uh, thank you, Sir Caden, for coming here for the job interview. Uh, it seems that I don't have your resume on my desk. What's a resume? Well, a resume lists your previous job experience. I once drank my father's entire liquor cabinet, including his beloved stock of Remy Martin. <laughs> I see. Well, <clears throat> Sir Caden, why do you want to work for my company? Now, this question is the most important question of the interview. Relax, take a deep breath, and above all, remain confident. Are you talking to me? <laughs> yes. Uh, why do you want to work for my company? My goal is to steal from your company. I'd start small with pencils and pieces of office paper. Then I'd work my way up to office furniture and computers. I've been stalking your wife for months. I see. Security. <laughs> now, go in for the kill. Hang on there, Francis. I've saved the best for last. Hire me, and I'll give you free bacon. <laughs> what, Nathaniel Bacon, the 17th century colonial leader? No, not Nathaniel Bacon. I'm talking fried strips of mouth-watering pork bacon. Bacon? I love bacon. Each piece will be fried sizzling bacon, Baconing with bacony bacon goodness. Oh, I can't stand it. I gotta have it. You're hired. <laughs> Remember, in the art of the deal, everything goes better with bacon. <laughs> Here's another example. Sir, try some sausage. Oh, no, my religion forbids me. I'll place bacon on top. Deal. <laughs> bacon is also featured in every one of the summertime blockbusters from the summer of 1998, including Armageddon. Oh, starring Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck. Uh, there's a force out of the ten rocket bacon headed right over Earth. Can I? Oh, God. I can't. I can't do it. Yeah, you can do it. No, 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 no. I'm Ben Affleck. I'm a terrible actor. I, I can't do it. Look, 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 look. Here. I see dead people. Uh, I'm Batman. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad, huh? Yeah, all right. Yeah, thanks, Bruce. Hey, uh, hey Bruno, uh, at least I have a Oscar on my mantle. Oh, I'm just saying, out of the two people in this spaceship, I have an Oscar, fucker. Motherfucker, look at me, huh? I'm rocking back and forth. I'm squinting my face up. I'm fucking. All right, I, I see you, fossil fuel. Uh, you mother uh, Not my face! Bacon, bacon, bacon. Bacon, bacon, bacon. Bacon. I'd slap my mum for some bacon. Bacon, must I mock me? Bacon. Bacon tastes good. It sure does, Francis. It sure bloody does. So remember, the next time you're at a job interview or life experience, bring along the gold. The crispy fried pork gold. Bacon. bacon. Let's I, get love bacon. Bacon. I love Let's bacon. Let's get some bacon. bacon. Yeah, all right, bacon. Oh, thank you, everyone. We've got to yeah. some bacon. And just so you guys know, that was like a that was a that was a solid that was another as a hot ten, hot, hot out the door, perfect. That was lovely. That was really funny, you guys. Yay! Give it up for Mike Spiegelman and Colin. Yay! Uh, hey, Mike, do you want to do some stand up of your own? Just of your own? You don't want to? You don't want to? You don't do stand up anymore? No, 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 no. I just. Uh, I did my Okay. All right. All right. All right. I just I don't I, I, I just I don't I don't see our, our next comedian here. We can we can move on to the 
Yeah, okay, good. That would be great. Hey, you guys. Again, uh, he, he does stand up on his own. He also runs a show every Tuesday in Oakland at The Layover. It's a great show. Put your hands together right now. By himself, just doing comedy, Mike Spiegelman. Uh, thank you. The very definition of outstaying your welcome uh, is right here. My name is uh, Mike Spiegelman, and you just saw me perform uh, for 10 minutes. But I do want to give it up for Connor, who runs the show the same night as uh, myself, uh, just a block and a half away. Right? <laughs> hey, we're, we're, we're celebrating our seventh anniversary. There's also uh, uh, Starlight. Starline has a show. Comedy does not exist in a vacuum. There are shows every night and multiple nights, and that is called uh, the electricity, the electricity and the excitement of comedy. I love, I live and breathe comedy. I, I get to the point where you ever have like a good comedy revenge dream, where you know because it, it wears you down. And dreams is a great way to just release it. And I dreamt I was at Zootropolis, Zootopia, and uh, if you're European, right or no, uh, and. I was in that world, and I was sitting in the audience of the uh, Cricket Comedy House, and this cricket gave a very long joke, uh, and at the f uh, after the punchline, I said, I'm talking really loudly, human talking really loudly, and the crickets got really upset. <laughs> and then I kept dreaming. I didn't wake up. I just kept dreaming. Sometimes you say, oh, and then I woke up. But actually, I kept dreaming. I have my, my dream journal, if you guys don't believe me. Oh, shit. Listen, um, if you happen to see a small notebook that says Mike Spiegelman's personal dream journal here in the studio of uh, Mutiny, um, don't read it. <laughs> it should be a little... Lo oh. I didn't lock it. All right, so look, it says... You can't miss it. It's bright yellow. And there's a, a pony and riding a dolphin who's a unicorn, a unidolph. It's Lisa Frank. And uh, it says, Mike Spiegelman's personal dream journal, do not read. And then my brother's name. And then um, <laughs> it's a little lock, which should technically be locked. But if I remember correctly before I got on stage, is so just please, if you see it, don't read it. That's my, my secret, my personal uh, dream journal. Uh, hi, anyway, a little bit about myself. <laughs> I mean, I'm awake, I might as well tell you. Uh, we're, in, we're, in, we're in present sense. Uh, a little bit about myself. Uh, I have my ATM pin number is uh, the same four digits as my IQ, 00068. Uh, one time, I, I, someone dropped their debit card on the sidewalk, and uh, I picked it up, and I put it in my back pocket, and the guy said, hey, did you just steal my ATM card? Right? And I said to him, hey, what's your wife's birthday? <laughs> just the date and the month. If it's June, can you say zero six? I a little bit about myself. I was uh, walking down uh, Florida, and I saw a caramel apple on the sidewalk. So I picked it up and I ate it. It's okay to fuck up in life. It's like what I always say. Hi, 
Yeah, hey, hi. 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 Good to see you. KT, how are you doing? Hey, how's it going? Oh, I, I'm killing. Well, hey, Katie, I was uh, walking down uh, Florida and I saw a caramel apple on the sidewalk and I ate it. It's okay to fuck up in life. It's like I always say, you'll live twice. No, f- no, I fucked that up. Let me start over. So I was walking down Franklin, uh, no, uh, Florida, and I saw a caramel apple on the sidewalk and I ate it. It's okay to fuck up in life. It's like I always say, yo, low. This is live, right? Well, we could cut I could. <laughs> I can edit that, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna cut that joke out. Uh, all right. So thank you, guys. I'm gonna. I, I'm the very definition of uh, I was saying my welcome. You just missed me. I did ten minutes with another guy on here, and uh, it was fascinating. So. Oh, well, you know what? I just, I'm I'm about to leave, but you came in here and you ruined me on. So now I don't know what to do. Oh yeah, all right. So uh, my name is. Uh, uh, all right, fair enough. Yeah. So uh, uh, I do have a daughter. I am a dad. All right. So I mean, I am married. I, I'm sure. We're, who's not? Any beautiful people here? Anyone? So? All right. Well, you know, your priorities change. Your priority. Uh, my priority now is uh, to get the fuck out of the house. But uh, I took uh, my daughter to uh, work. Take your daughter to work day, and at the end of it, I said. Honey, now that you know what your dad does for a living, what do you want to do? And she said, Dad, let's drink to forget. <laughs> oh, thank you. Mike Spiegelman! Hooray! Keep it going for him doing uh, his comedy. Hey, we're going to bring up an encore performance of one of our previous comedians because his friends came to see him, and now they're here. So that's how we work here on the clubhouse. We say, oh, that's how it works. He's going to do different jokes. It's going to be great. You guys are going to love it. He's back. The smartest person I know, Connor Doherty. I didn't think anyone, Pam didn't think anyone was coming to see me. I didn't think anyone was coming to see me. And then the tallest person I know walked in. And some other people that I've met at various points. I remember, see here's the thing. This guy can corroborate. I remember people from old shows. Because he's Fugazi guy. This is, this is Shiny Legs guy. Different shows, by the way, for those of you who don't attend, every, literally every show I do. <laughs> what were you going to say? I'm just talking weird. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I had some really good punk rock jokes at this one show that he was at. <laughs> you guys weren't. That's how comedy works. You talk about times when other people weren't there. Do I remember which jokes I did earlier? That's the question now. I definitely have other jokes. Uh, I didn't talk about the election, did I? No. Thanks, Ian. I know. I know you are. I, I was sorry. Every. <laughs> I realize that everything I say just drips with contempt, and like. <laughs> I was just actually saying thank you to you. Uh. So, yeah, I mean, like, on the election night, I'm sure that I went through the same thing that a lot of you did. I was just sitting there watching the TV just, like, in shock, disbelief, as the Minnesota Timberwolves lost to the Brooklyn Nets. It's just like, come on! We were talking about the playoffs this year. 
playoff teams do not lose to the Brooklyn Nets. I was very sad about the election results, though. Uh, do you guys remember Proposition F in San Francisco that would have allowed 16-year-olds to vote in citywide elections? I, it didn't. <laughs> wow. I didn't even have to shut you down. Your friend did. <laughs> It, it did not pass, and I was very disappointed because I was planning to run for city supervisor on the platform of beer and hand jobs, <laughs> and I was really counting on that youth vote. When we're in the bunker together at the end of the world, <laughs> that was a callback to my earlier set. I don't like the term callback. It was an intertextual echo. Uh, speaking of basketball, I think it was just yesterday, the NBA had their international games. Like, they play games in other cities to try to build the popularity of American professional basketball. And so they had some that made sense. Like, I think it was, like, the Phoenix Suns and maybe the Houston Rockets in Mexico City. It's, like, teams that are close to Mexico and, like, could conceivably have... Mexican, Latino, Hispanic, whatever fan base. And then there were the games in London where they just sent the Denver Nuggets and the Indiana Pacers, which is fine. They're both fine teams. But I like that what we're projecting to the world about America is like we like gold and we like race cars. <laughs> yeah, that joke ends there because it happened yesterday. <laughs> happening in real time. I guess I already did all those things on my hand. Uh, you guys ever seen the TV show Amish Mafia? It's a real show. It was... Someone back me up on this. Am I like... Are you collectively gaslighting me? Like, that, that never happened. It is a... It's an, it's an absurd premise for a show. It's like... These guys who are Amish, but sort of like bad Amish, like they use cars and stuff. But it, it, like, it was on the Discovery Channel. I don't know if it still is, but I remember watching it several years ago. And so they don't use technology. That's one of their things. And so for this show to entertain themselves, they're spray painting these squares on the ground and they're guessing which square the cow is going to poop in. And I. You should move to Pennsylvania. <laughs> Pretzels, beer, Amish, folk, slow-moving vehicles, beards, buggies, Amish mafia. Back to... <laughs> Uh, they're, they're spray painting squares on the ground, and they're betting on which squares the cows are going to poop in. And so I'm watching these guys, and I didn't share your opinion. I was like, I don't know about this. Look at these rubes sitting around watching cows poop. I thought to myself as I sat there watching men watch cows poop. Oh, my God, you guys. The Amish are right. Television is evil. Uh... I already did the universe thing. I have more space jokes, though. Um, so, did you... 
Thank you. This this audience, I, I know what you guys want. <laughs> Vocal. Space jokes. You ever think about outer space? Yeah. Yeah, man, what's out there? Not much. Space is nearly a perfect vacuum, which must be why my wife is always asking for more of it. Tell her, baby, this is why we got a mansion. Everyone can have their own room, and you have more carpet to keep clean. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm not rich, I don't have a wife, and I don't believe in physics. <laughs> I look, whoa, there's a deal going down. I, I learned recently that that's not a good piece of information to share on a date. You, that you don't believe in physics. <laughs> it's always the most disconcerting when only Sun Tzu laughs. That's <laughs> <laughs> how I know I've hit on something <laughs> yeah, strange and salient. <laughs> but uh, don't, don't say you don't believe in physics on a date. They'll think you're a weirdo. So now I overcompensate. I go way the other way. I just like knock something off the table and be like, oh, gravity, am I right? <laughs> Newtonian mechanics, good enough for me. <laughs> Can stay on physics. You guys are, you're consistent. See, it would have been distressing if I had told the space joke and then you're like, eh, move on. But you want more science. So I am a big fan of hip-hop, of rap. Yeah. And so I am, I'm very conscious of how, you know, it's, it's not a good thing. Like, it's a, it's a piece of culture that does not belong to me right? And me as a white dude, there's nothing worse than a white dude that's like a little too into hip hop. But on the other end, it's bad if you don't like it at all, right? Because like we don't have anything that good. So you're just, you're just racist. But anyway, like I've been to, so you gotta, you have to find a happy medium. So I've been to a bunch of hip hop shows and I've never actually been to a good one. I assume they must exist, right? Because people keep putting on hip-hop shows. It's a super cool thing. Clearly, there's a, such a thing as a good hip-hop show. But I think that there's something like the Heisenberg uncertainty principle where you can't know the position and speed of a particle at the same time. Like, by observing one, you alter the other. I think there's a similar phenomenon with me in rap concerts where if I... Alt I when I view the rap concert, I change the quality of the concert and make it shitty. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like by virtue of me being there, it's a shitty rap concert. <laughs> I don't go to shows anymore. I go I skipped Young Thug. Sad, but it was okay. Mm. Okay. I'm gonna close with a joke I told in the last set because it's new and I like it deal with it. There's a new enough audience. They're new. These people are new. So I've recently been referred to as, uh, I'd never been called this before. And then twice in the past month, people have called me twitchy. Call me a twitchy white dude. People of all races have called me this. We can agree on one thing. 
And so I didn't really know what this meant, so I looked it up, and it's just it's not a positive connotation. It's not a nice thing. But I, it's just how I am. I just shake. So I've decided to take it back. The next time I'm in a social situation where I might be nervously fidgeting, I'm just going to come out and say, you, you know, I'm aware that I'm not sitting still. You might think that it's because I'm nervous. In fact, I am just trembling with raw sexual energy. <laughs> it worked both times. See, it was a good decision. Thanks. Thanks, Pam, for letting me go again. Bye. Champion of the night doing 20 minutes for two different sets, different jokes, except for the last one. But you got laughs on both times, and it was still, I'd forgotten it by the time, second time you've said it. Uh, this is exciting stuff. Yay! Thank you all for being here. Yay! Yay! Europe at Pastors Comedy Clubhouse. That was Connor Doherty doing his second set. Thank you, people who uh, came here to see him. That's very exciting. Your next comedian was supposed to be our headliner, but he's going to go up now because the other two people had other shows, I guess, or something else happened. So he's going to go for a long time. He's a hilarious human being. Uh, he's older than all of us. That means something. Uh, uh, but he has, a, he has a great show here on the station every Sunday from noon to two called The Edge of Insanity. And it is crazy. He tried one time to get me on his show. He wanted me to ride a Sibian. Do you know what these are? It's a fucking machine. And he's like, no, it's going to be on the radio. It's going to be fun. You're going to be on a fucking machine on the radio. And I was like, how is this going to be good? I chickened out. I couldn't. I was too scared. Uh, it was, no, I didn't ride the Sibian. Well, you know, I was thinking about, I was a little bit worried about like um, uh, cleanliness. Yeah, I was like, are we going to, how do we, I mean, I mean, I'm not, I have, I have two dildos at home and I try to keep them clean, but they still smell a little weird. You know what I mean? Like they're still, so I don't know like what the, and that's, and I, well, I don't know what was going on with the machine. I didn't use the machine. Uh, anyways, he's a genius. He's a really funny guy. You guys are going to enjoy him so much right now. Clap your hands wildly for Paul Brumbaugh. Yeah. Holy shit, keep it going for Pam Benjamin and the rest of the comedians you've seen this evening. Man, good to see you. Um, holy shit, so should I tell you, should we talk about the Sibian? We got a few minutes, let's talk about this. So how do you keep it clean? I actually had a guy on my show, his name was uh, Daka Diego was the guest, and uh, he's uh, considered the doctor of love. Okay, he actually runs a, an adult website called adulttoyrentals.com had to think about that yes they rent them nowadays that's right and so what do they do they cover it in saran wrap wrap they wipe it down with what they think called cavi wipes um their cavi wipes are like what they use in hospitals even more than sanitary wipes when they actually had to use them uh to clean all the devices uh before during and after they use gloves because the stuff is actually acidic or owie so it has to dry thoroughly. So that was just one of the weird things. Um, what did we do? It's called, it was called a Sibian, not a Simeon. A Simeon is a monkey. <laughs> I did not ask you to ride a monkey on my show. Just want to clarify that, that for the viewers at home or listeners at home. Um, bad luck. I actually had some good luck. I actually, uh, I always say Hail Mary full of grace when I come here to park. Because otherwise it takes me 45 minutes and a quarter tank of gas to park here on the mission. 
even on Sunday, thank God there's church, right? Um, I actually get parking pretty well. Um, but this show is about luck. Well, I don't know if I believe in luck. How about you guys? Do you believe in luck? Good, bad, whatever? Um, it's funny because when it happens to you, you start believing, believing it, right? If you won the lottery and won a million dollars, you think it was good luck, right? Uh, if your car was broken into like Katie's, bad luck. Um, I don't know if I believe in bad luck and good luck. I think of uh, good decisions and bad decisions, and I make a lot of bad decisions. Uh, Merriam-Webster actually defines luck as something that happens to one as if by chance. Huh, let's think about that, as if by chance. Like life is a big roulette wheel. Do I bet on the black or the red? Do I go odd or even? It, it, life is full of chances and full of opportunities and full of disappointments. Double zero. That's where you make the big money, folks. Um, let's think about all the different types of luck. Let me see here. As if luck would have it. There's bad luck, beginner's luck. Um, better, better luck next time. Uh, best of luck. Good luck. For luck, in luck, just my fucking luck. Lady luck. Guys, do we know about lady luck? Do we believe in lady luck? Come on, guys. I want to actually, this is interactive. Go ahead. Do we believe in lady luck? I'm 49 years old. Every one of my relationships has failed. I do not believe in lady luck. She, she better be. And that's the first thing. You better make sure she comes. Around the corner. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks for the setup. I paid her $5 and a caramel for that one. <laughs> so, um, let me see here. Luck. Is there luck or is there just cho choices that we make? Think about it. Is it the line we pick in the supermarket? Is the car, is it the car we stand behind or the car we drive behind in, in traffic? Um, I always pick the wrong asshole. So, I guess I have bad luck. Um, is it the people that we uh, choose to do business with, hang out with, be lovers with? These could be all choices or they could just be bad fucking luck. I think it's bad luck because I think I'm, I'm born, born under a bad sign. You know, if, I, if you ask my generation, I'm a loser. I really am. Everything I turn to touch, I turn to shit right away. But it's okay. I know what's coming forward. I know what's happening to me. Um, there's no surprise when things don't work out my way. I'm used to it. I look forward to bad luck. It's, it's warming. I can wrap my arms around bad luck. <laughs> I find comfort in bad luck. Bad luck is a set like this evening. Bad luck. <laughs> I'm actually really fortunate to be on a set with all these great people and with you guys here. Um... But let's talk about some other fucked up things. Chances, choices, what happens? We just had uh, another mass shooting here in Florida, right? Another gunman. I'm thinking those people had bad luck, right? I'm thinking my luck is running out. Luck is blind. Luck is dumb. We hear it. We know it. My luck is running out. I might not have any luck at all. That would be okay. 
But those people there, I, I think I found the, 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 the solution to all this gun bullshit. I, I figured it out. I figured it out. It's right there in the fucking Constitution, folks. We have the right to bear arms. And we should, we should start bearing arms right now at the earliest age possible. Start giving guns to babies. Right? One years old, give a baby a gun. Have the loudest noisemaker in the sound box, the sandbox, right? Fuck yeah. What else? Uh, give everybody a gun. I don't care if you're mentally ill, have uh, prior convictions for violent crimes. Uh, give them to our president. He's going to need a fucking gun. Give them to our teachers. Give them to our airline pilots. Give them to the guy that sells me my tacos down at the end of the street in the little truck. He needs a fucking gun. You know what? I'm feeling really empowered right now. I am. I feel like fucking Oprah. Look under your seat. Under your seat. There's a gun under there. You get a gun. You get a gun. Fuck. Make sure it's an even playing field. So what if there's a few accidental deaths, right? Weed out the slow ones in the herd. The weakest in the, in the, the scenery. By the way, that was supposed to be absurd and sarcastic. Glad you're following me. Next time. Okay, good. And you guys should be applauding for us up here on stage. If we're on stage, if we're comedians, we're on stage, we're not up on a rooftop with a sniper's rifle. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because I'm a good fucking shot. Better than I'm a comedian. <laughs> You never know when you're to run into it. She's giving me an applause break still. Yes, keep going, there. Safety in numbers, safety in numbers. <laughs> no, I love it. You never know, though. It's fucked up. So what up? what's with luck? Luck is, luck is cruel. I've had the fucking most worst luck, especially with relationships. Um, like I said, I'm 49. If none of them have ever worked out. I think the best relationship I ever had was when I was in, like, sixth grade, and I played house with this girl. <laughs> There was no bullshit. There was no lies. There was, it was all fun. It was just, it was great. Um, now it's fucked up. Uh, most of my relationships go sour, and the girl leaves, you know, the town, the state. Uh, I'm a single dad with four kids at home. Uh, my wife divorced me after she fucked my next-door neighbor. That was lucky. Um, but it's okay. She was a deadbeat parent for uh, 15 years of my kid's life. I raised all four of them. Thank you. Um, but it's cool. It's cool. She, she came back started actually being a part of the kid's life for a couple years. She went from being a deadbeat parent to just being dead. She died. So good luck again, right? <laughs> just want to make sure I lift your spirits a little bit here. So I do a radio show. I enjoy it. Um, I make my own luck. I find my own luck. Um, you can look at anything as half lucky or half unlucky. Um, I feel that I'm a very lucky individual to be hanging out with you guys on a Friday night and for that caramel buzz to start kicking in. My mouth is so dry. <laughs> Fuck. So buy a beer. <laughs> no, I enjoy it. Um, what else can I tell you about luck? Luck is cruel. Um, luck has a lot of weird things that happen and wrap up with it. Um, let's talk about some of those things. Uh, um, 
as, um, as luck would have it. That's a fucked up little saying, as luck would have it. That's pretty much dumb luck. I think any luck is dumb luck. I think if uh, something happens to you, you have to put it in a category. Is it good or is it bad? Right? So I'm definitely, I've had my share. Uh, I've done some very stupid things in my life that have come back and bit me in the ass. Uh, and those are not unlucky. Those are just things that just come back and get you. But, uh, but I like luck. Um, bad luck, I've fallen off ladders. I've gone down a flight of stairs. I've had a condom tear. And fuck, that hurts. Um, let me see here. I've tried to, uh, I'm currently trying to get my girlfriend pregnant. We've actually had, does anybody know what an IVF is? I have to basically walk into a, a, a laboratory with a blue bag, with a blue sack. Don't talk about my blue sack. I know what you guys are thinking about. With a blue sack and they actually take my stuff, dress it up and get it ready for the ball, so to speak. Uh, they bring it right there. It's like bringing them right to the prom. Um, it's crazy. No, I mean, having an IVF, because, you know, I'm fertile, she's fine, but IVF is like introducing my fish to the egg, right, so to speak. It's basically the equivalent of, if you guys are parents, dropping your daughter and her date off for the prom and just driving them straight to the hotel room. And I failed four times. My numbers are good, too. They rate your numbers. What do they do when you bring in the sack? They clean it. They clean it. Really. Um, they also measure all the numbers. They want to make sure uh, how, you're, how many fish you got in the race, how they're swimming. Um, I'm 420 uh, friendly, so they're kind of swimming, kind of, <laughs> but they're swimming. Um, last couple uh, ones that I've seen uh, look like Cheech and Chong, for no doubt. Heard a couple of them on the way to the egg last time. Said, uh, last one there is a rotten egg. Oh, that bad? Just a little, per oh, that bad? <laughs> Thank you. Interaction, good. Just say hack. Usually, usually the comics in the back of the room just say hack. That's what we do. Um, but it is that. It is, it is a Lux game, but it's, it's weird. But I still keep striking out, even though it's being, the, the payload is being delivered right there to the package. No. But maybe I shouldn't duplicate. I've looked in the mirror. I've looked at my stats. They're not very favorable. Maybe I shouldn't duplicate. Maybe, maybe there is a god. <laughs> and I wanna, and there's so many lights, and I want to go towards them. <laughs> um, what else can I say? I want to say more about luck, but I just want to keep going. Um, Hey, there's radio silence. There you go. Uh, what do I want to talk about? I want to talk about um, what brought me here is a lot of luck. Um, my car. My car is basically bailing wire. It looks like a MacGyver's dream. Um, I don't have to worry about anybody breaking into it. You know, just roll down the windows. There's nothing in it to steal. Um, I usually put a couple syringes on the floorboard. Always works. I have a fake broken window. I carry broken glass in a cup and I throw it on my seat when I get out. 
What else do I do? Um, I always make sure I look really scuzzy when I walk out of the car. It looks like I've been sleeping in it for days. I actually get dressed here in the bathroom. So these are all things. These are all tactics that you should do in San Francisco. There you go. I see that. Um, so you can check me out. I want to tell you a little bit about my show. I do a show every uh, Sunday here from 12 to 2. It's called The Edge of Insanity. Uh, I have The Edge Crew, which is Kit Marie, Mistress Christine, and Brandon Ray. We talk to Patrick Carlin every week, which is George Carlin's older brother. Uh, he calls in from upstate New York, WDST. And uh, we do the 420 shout-out. Uh, if you want to check me out, go to uh, Facebook. I want to thank you very much for your time. And let's get you back to your host, Pam Benjamin, everybody. person that ever had luck yay and then yay again listen to his show on sundays edge of insanity look it up on muniradio.fm your next comedian uh i was at brainwash last night and i was in the bathroom and he was on stage and he was so funny i was laughing in the bath i was laughing i laughed in the bathroom and i i was like i got it and i was like i got a guest set tomorrow you got to be on it. He's fucking hysterical. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for Victor Pacheco. Come on. Keep it going for Pam Benjamin, everybody. Keep it going for Pam. Make some noise if you're excited about Friday the 13th. What are you two talking about? You two want to get unlucky tonight? Don't treat me like the ugly girl at the dance. I want an answer. You wanted to talk with her? You don't want to talk with me? What's up with it? <laughs> no pressure. Uh, at any rate, I got really shitty luck. I really do, because when I'm not performing stand-up comedy, I'm actually a substitute teacher in Oakland, California. I'll take those golf claps. I appreciate it. It's tough being a substitute teacher in Oakland because a lot of the kids there have a really bad attitude and never want to do any work. Like I had a seventh grade girl tell me, Yo, Mr. Pacheco, why do we gotta read out loud? So I told her, So you could stop talking like this. <laughs> Roasted that bitch. <laughs> and I didn't get fired, what? True story. That joke was brought to you by Oakland Unified School District. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's really rough to be a substitute teacher in Oakland. Yeah, no, it's, it's rough. That's a true story, man. I, I got shitty luck, like, all the time. But right now, I'm actually having good luck because I was just here for the last couple of comics, and you guys have not been heckling, which means you guys are way less confrontational than my students. <laughs> Like, for real, though, like, this one time I had a Mexican cholo kid try to call me out in front of the whole classroom. He tried to G-check me. He was like, hey, what's up, teacher? You bang? So I looked at him right in the eyes. I said, yeah, I bang. My wife. Elephant style. What the fuck? You guys don't like elephants. It's okay. That's fine. I got bad luck sometimes, you know, with weed being overpriced. We got any weed smokers here? Weed smokers, you guys are so high. That's an appropriate response right there. It really is. 
You ever get so high you call your mom dude? They say that if you smoke weed by yourself, you got a drug problem. But I've never smoked weed by myself because Jesus is always with me. Can I get an amen? amen. Okay, great. Now we're all going to hell together. Fuck yeah. Talk about luck. I'll tell you fucking luck. I fucking want to go buy an ounce in West Oakland. And my dude's mom hooked me up with tamales. Has a cannabis club ever done that for you? No? My homie's mom did for me. So it was legit, though. I like, I like tamales. You guys like tamales? Or do you guys just pop the molly? I don't know why I'm looking at you. you. You know, you have that distinguished beard. You know, you have your legs crossed. It's like you're going to write a peer review and yelp about my performance or something tonight. No, you're like bourgeoisie as fuck, man. Like, I'd have sex with you just to co-sign with me. <laughs> then the bad luck would end. <laughs> Fucking having the dry spell of my life. What, what's your name, mister? Jeff. Jeff. My name's Victor. It's good to meet you. What's up with it? You and the fat Mexican dudes? <laughs> you're not? Really? So you're not courageous enough to hop on board the Hispanic Titanic tonight? <laughs> Because we could go down together. And it'll, and it'll be like the movie Titanic. We'll get naked, I'll draw you, we'll get wet. And then I'll die, okay? I'm just kidding, Jeff. You have a friendly smile. Give it up for Jeff, everybody. Appreciate that. Ladies, you two are spared because I usually do that line to the ladies, but you two are giving me this look. Like, my luck is never going to change, you know? But you two are very, very beautiful women, even though you can't make eye. I'm up here. I'm up here. I don't know what you two are thinking. Let's take a survey. Do you guys think that I'm a big Mexican dude with a lot of confidence? Or do you all think I'm a proud Samoan lesbian woman? A lot of people do think I'm Polynesian, though. Because Mexicans don't get this big and don't speak this good of English. That's offensive. There's like hella mics on this stage, you know? Like, that's, that's fucking cool. Fuck yeah. Oh man, oh my God, in my peripheral vision, I thought you were grabbing your nuts right here, you're holding a beer. And I was like, man, this guy's living fucking large, man. You got fucking hella confidence, man. You fucking looking hella good and shit too, man. No, it's all good. You know, I got a lot in common with our state flower because I'm a real California poppy. <laughs> but my luck is changing. For reals, though, I had an epiphany this past weekend. I dropped acid. Thank you. I appreciate that. I really did. I dropped acid. And before you judge me, I had to drop acid because it was the only trip I could afford. But it was legit, though, because I went through this trip through time and space, and I came up with a realization about myself, something I never thought about before. And the truth is, I am a feminist. That's right. I'm a real feminist because I got boobs and I refuse to wear a bra. And I wrote that joke on acid. I don't think you guys liked it. I think I'm going to have to drop acid tonight and rewrite that joke. Thank you. Jesus Christ. 
you, you two a couple? You two trying to walk into a three-way after the show? Yeah, totally. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I'm f- fucking down. This is going to be like the United Nations of threesomes tonight. <laughs> Multicultured and shit. Hey, you're, 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 you're the... This is the cool black cat I would let cross my path <laughs> to unbreak the unlucky streak that I got going on here. That wasn't racist, you sheltered-ass white people. You gentrifier with your white guilt. I'm, I, know, I know, I heard you. You're like, Jesus Christ. No, I, uh, I got really good hearing. Like, for real. It's like, I can hear your heartbeat. You're not on cocaine right now. I know it. And does anybody have any? I'm just kidding. I mean, seriously, does anybody here do cocaine? Okay, okay, let's stop talking about cocaine. <laughs> Let's stop talking about cocaine right the fuck now. Bad luck. I'm fucking doing really bad financially right now. I'm doing real bad. Like, I was on BART recently, and I found a Kindle, and I looked up to see how much it was worth. Used 80 bucks. So I got really excited. So I went home, and I went to, I tried to post the Kindle on Craigslist, but my wife asked me what I was doing, so I told her that I was going to post this Kindle that I just found on BART. And she said, Victor, how could you even think about doing something immoral like that? I mean, how would you feel if you lost something, somebody was trying to sell it? you got to do the right thing. So I did what any good husband would do, and I listened to my wife. I got in contact with the owner. I met up with him. I gave him back his Kindle. He thanked me. No reward. So the more... The moral of the story is don't tell your wife anything. That's some real talk right there. You don't want to tell her shit. Like for real, I perform around San Francisco a lot. And I had a weird experience happen to me recently. It was really, really weird. I, it was, I was waiting for the show to start in the Tenderloin. And I was waiting outside for it to start. And this big black guy came up to me and he offered me money to go home with him. I'm dead serious. This big black guy offered me money to have sex with him. Yeah. I don't even want to finish this fucking joke. Uh, okay, you know, damn girl. <laughs> you sound eager. You're like, finish it. We haven't had enough Samoan lesbian women. Let's get some more. Do you have some lesbian tendencies, lady? Oh, okay. My bad. Sorry. Oh, my God. Hey, don't fight over me, okay? You both get lucky tonight. Fuck yeah. I'll say. This didn't get awkward at all. No, it's cool. No, it's, I'm used to rejection. You know, it's, it's, it's all right. You know, it's cool. I'm going to go home and not bone my wife tonight. It's fine. That's not your fault. She laughed way too fucking loud. This fucking sadist. I know big words. I went to college. Unless you guys are talking about fucking me later. (laughs) I'm just kidding, though. I love y'all. You guys are good. Damn, dude, where'd you guys show up from, man? I I haven't fucking turned around in a while. It's just like, you two just crept up in here, man. Two could have grabbed the fat on my back and... Just gone away, man. I would have never seen that. Y'all, give, give it up for you guys coming out here. This is fucking tight. This is really good stuff, though, man. This is, this is great. 
Fucking love smoking weed. I'm fucking high. Has, has anyone eaten those edibles yet? You guys are like really fucking quiet and shit. Like, you know? Like, what the fuck? You guys. No, you're loud as fuck. <laughs> you're not eating the edibles? Are you just naturally hyphy? Do you have an extra Adderall for Vic? She's just Satan. Fuck yeah. Give it up for Satan, everybody. You guys really gave it up for Satan. That's some fucked up shit. Holy shit. <laughs> That's fucking terrible. Oh my God. I was going to say give it up for America, but fuck that. Oh, fuck it. Give it up for the Mexican drug cartel. Give it up for the Mexican drug. How come you guys didn't clap for reals? You guys have gone through some fucked up shit in your lifetime. I've gone through some fucked up shit in my lifetime. I've lost two mechanics and a coke dealer due to deportation. So it's fucked up because finding coke dealers is dime a dozen, but finding a good fucking mechanic. And I don't mean to be racist, but Guatemalans are the best at fixing Toyotas. I'm trying to save you gentrifiers hella fucking money here, and you guys look at me like I'm a fucking asshole. And Hondurans. They're, they're, they're fucking great. They fucking just got the little hands to fucking just go in there and fucking just change these motherfuckers. You know what? I don't give a fuck if it's politically correct. You know what? Because I ain't gonna get booked tonight anyway, so don't fucking matter. I don't, I don't you know, Pam, give it up for Pam. Pam's like, Pam, fucking sweetheart. You are giving me this eye like, holy shit, you got some lesbian tendencies or something. Like, holy shit, what's up with it? You ever been to Oakland before? You want to take Bart back with me tonight and meet my wife and watch us have some elephant sex? Oh, no. She's like, no, fuck. Fuck that. I ain't that fucked up. But seriously, though, um... Damn, this is fucking great. I love you guys. Fucking beard is very fucking friendly. I wish I was on acid right now. I would fucking pet your beard. No homo. But like, if we go home, like, that's, that's still cool. Why do you keep tapping your friend over here like you're going to try to talk her into a three-way with me? Like, I don't... I see you in my peripheral fucking vision. I see what you're doing here, and it's like, what the fuck you gotta tell her? Just tell me, what are you gonna tell her? It's like fucking telephone and shit, you're gonna get the message over here, and be like, he's fine as fuck. No? You don't, you don't think so? You fucking recorded me and shit? What the fuck, you want me to take my clothes off and shit? You wanna see my big areolas? Oh, fuck yeah. I'm gonna talk to you after the show. And you too. Me neither. We can learn together. And we'll be unlucky. I, I, I got to keep incorporating unlucky. Now you're smiling. You're giving me the fucking stink eye earlier, too. No, no, it's cool, man. You got a fucking great smile, dude. I fucked the shit out of you, dude. That's how fucking confident I am with my sexuality, okay? You're probably like, you can't even see your dick. But I can. You want to see the video? No, I'm just kidding. I'm not, I promised my wife I wouldn't show the video. But, uh, and now this shit's recorded for her to listen to, so I really fucked myself. You're laughing too in the back. What's up with it? 
Oh, thanks. I wasn't looking for that, but now I'm not going to kill myself tonight, so I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> Give it up for my savior in the audience over here, you know? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Well, you guys have been a lot of fun. Fucking love you guys. Um, not even going to get drunk tonight. Um, no, for reals, I've had to take it easy. I had to take it really fucking easy lately because I got hospitalized recently. I ended up in a hospital in Alameda, California. And you know you're at a terrible hospital when you wish you were at a Kaiser. <laughs> like, for reals, this hospital was so bad there wasn't even one Filipina nurse. And the one male nurse, the Mexican guy, was straight. And that guy saved my life, and he was cute as fuck. At any rate, you guys have been wonderful crowd. My name is Victor Pacheco. Have a wonderful night. Give it up for Pam. Victor Pacheco, everyone. An enormous sexual being. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, are you guys ready for your headliner tonight? Yay! He is one of my favorite people uh, because I actually feel like he is the soul of the aborted child that I had when I was 20. Uh, no, it's great. When I was 20 years old, I had an abortion. My ex-husband uh, was black, and, and he actually is 21, 22 years old now. So he's exactly the year of age that would have been born right after my abortion. So somehow I feel like he embodies everything that I would have wanted to have in that child that I didn't want to have. And I'm so glad he's alive. Uh, and he, he has a really great show every Sunday here from 10 to midnight called Old Soul Radio. Uh, he's a young soul with an old soul. You guys are going to laugh your asses off. It's Mike Evans Jr. <laughs> Somebody say, hey, we want some pussy. Somebody say, hey, we want some pussy. Good job. Good job. That worked. Didn't know. Works in most crowds, I'd say, honestly. Giants games, bar mitzvahs. I said it at a Black Lives Matter rally. Didn't work. <laughs> Got a really negative response. It was really bad. How's everybody doing tonight? Everybody doing good? For now? Because <laughs> this is there's gonna be a more unlucky Friday happening very soon that we all know about. This lady's face. She was like, oh shit, Trump? Oh, oh no. Yeah, no, it's it's really bad. But hey, you know your white, white privilege, it's a thing. You know? It's 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 pretty great for white people only. I mean, it's as far as it really goes. I mean, most of the girls I date are white, so I mean, that's it's fun for me a little bit. Because, you know, everybody kind of woke up in 2016, you know? Like, 2016 was the year white people all woke up. And that's good for me, because when white girls wake up, they fuck black guys like me. <laughs> it's just what happens. I mean, my last girlfriend was black, but, like, she was from Orange County, so her pussy still tastes like white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're gonna get it tonight I'm just kidding where's her boyfriend that was here right there just kidding just joking just just kidding <laughs> oh shit <laughs> Woo! oh man 
It's getting intense. When you, get, when you guys walk around with each other, do you ever hear like an angry racist person just, hi, interracial's not okay. No, never. Just the black girls. Just a black girl? Oh, that's right. No, that is a thing. Yeah, no, that's 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 a fact. It's it's rough. Right? Oh, okay. <laughs> Damn. No, white privilege, though, it, it's a thing. I don't know. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> I really don't want to make this whole set about you. Like, it'd be really, it'd be too easy, and I don't want to do it. But uh, I'm going to talk about white privilege some more. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have friends who, who deny white privilege is a real thing. They're like, no, you know, no, cops are doing what they need to do. No, me too. This is great. Just messing up my jokes. It's cool. It's all right. But um, no, white privilege is a thing that I've realized because, like, white people, have you ever, have you ever wondered why you're the only ones that cared about the environment? Because you have nothing else to worry about. <laughs> At all. Oh, but the dolphins! Gives a fuck about dolphins, okay? I've never seen a dolphin at a Black Lives Matter rally. <laughs> Not once. Not a single fucking time. <laughs> Makes me angry. How you doing, though? You look, you look good. You look like... Yeah, you look like Satan. <laughs> Satan, man. I've been hearing that a lot lately, too. The whole Trump thing, it's ringing up a lot of like apocalyptic thoughts between everybody, which is also scary. Like, I've been, I don't know, black church has been lit, though, honestly. Because, like, it, it was, you know, it wasn't too fun before. Because at first, it was just like, you know, you know, black kids are dying. So it was like a very somber feeling in uh, in the black church. But now that, that it's Trump, it's like the world is ending. So everybody's just fucking going ham. <laughs> everybody's just screaming and just dancing and clapping and accepting white people walking into church recently. It's great. How's white church been? Is white church any more lit or less fun? It's just a whole bunch of whoa white. That's right that's what white church catholic church i think that's what they call it <laughs> that's where they fuck kids right that's where they <laughs> they don't fuck kids in black church <laughs> Woo! all right <laughs> oh man speaking of fucking um i don't know the, the, the trump thing i'm not gonna do you the trump thing is uh i don't know i, I feel like in any conversation that you have with a regular person right now, it's always like, it's a boiled down to talking about Trump, no matter what. Like this winter break, I was talking to family, shit catching up, like, how, how you been? Oh, I've been good, but like, not that good. You know, like it's, it's you're never not gonna go a day without talking about it. And like, I feel like, not like an asshole, but I had such an, an amazing arrogance. I thought Hillary was gonna win. I think all of us really was like, like, the day of the election, I was like, I can't wait to not hear fucking Trump's voice anymore. Why was I wrong? Holy shit. You know, like, I, you know, growing up here in San Francisco, I've always been told we live in a bubble, but I didn't know how much of a bubble, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I didn't know how much of a bubble it really was until then, you know? It's, uh, it, it, it's ridiculous. It really is. Um, i trying to think of my next joke. It's hard to think when you, you got you screaming at me this whole time. <laughs> Bubble. That also was talking about fucking. Okay, fucking. That's what I was. All right. So normally when I fuck, for some reason, uh, 
midway through sex, I just get soft instantly. I just go flaccid, and it's it's an awful thing because I'm 22, and I shouldn't be looking up. Is is fucking Viagra cool for a 22 year old to take? It's a very uncomfortable Google search that I feel very embarrassed to look up all the time. But it's uh, with Trump in office, though, it gives me another excuse. Like the girls, like, oh, what's what's wrong? I'm like, baby, you know, it's Trump. Like I, like I just. I just get sad about it, you know? He just enters my mind and I get, which just, just gets all flaccid. No, it's bad. One day, you know, a girl will love me for my soft dick. I, I feel like it'll, I don't know. It's, a, it's probably like a hipster thing that's gonna come back. Like, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Right? You know how like incest porn is like in right now? Right? Some of you know that, that's why you're giggling because you've seen it, there's like stepbrother, stepmother porn and shit, right? I feel like flaccid porn is going to make a comeback. It's going to come back. Just flapping around. Just, just giving black eyes. It's going to be great for me. Not for everybody else. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Anybody here watch... Maybe uh, you watch Drake and Josh by any chance? Remember that show at all? Drake and Josh is like, it's like the spinoff from like a, the Amanda show. No? Okay. Well, this is, this is a, you watched it? Okay. You listen to rap too? This normally works when it's like a younger, mostly people of color audience. <laughs> but, but basically like Drake does this thing where he, he'll say, or not Drake, Josh will say this thing where he'll say a thing and then he'll say it again for emphasis. You know what I'm talking about? He'd be like, oh, I'm going to the store, to the store! And like, it reminded me of like the way rappers rap today. Cause like in a lot of rap songs, they'll like they'll, they'll emphasize the last word of what they're saying. I just went to the block, to the block. There's always like a guy in the background. I was like, who put the dip it? Like you almost don't know what the fuck he's saying. Right? I just I just found that interesting. I don't know. Like I don't know, I don't want to be a rapper, but I want to be that guy in the background to scream things. I feel like that'd be a cool job to have. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's okay. I don't know. It just makes me happy that you two are together. Because, I mean, honestly, like, you know, there's people in the South who don't agree with, you know, well, honestly, the demographic of this room right now. I feel like, you know, it's really shitty, of course, that Trump is against everything that I feel like most of us here stand for. But at the same time, it does unify all the problems of the gay community, the, the environment, the indigenous community, the... Ooh, the whatever part was that was a little offensive. Women, <laughs> things. I'm always, I'm almost like, I'm almost on your side on these things, but then you just hit it with a curveball. Like I want to like you. You're like Kanye West. I wanted to like you. I wanted to like you so often, but then you really just fucking went ape shit towards the end of your career. Fucking Kanye, man. What's up with like Kim Kardashian's family and like robbing black people of their pride? Is that? Has that been said yet in a, in a statistic? Because that's true. She did get robbed, Kim Kardashian. Wow, it sucks that I even think about her. Yeah, I wish I had that. I wish I had that amount of money. Um, what else is going on? So I'm on Tinder. That's a, I pay for Tinder, which is not a thing people should say. 
it's it's a dating app. It's 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 really bad because like I borrow money from my friends sometimes and like they don't know where ten dollars of my money is going every month. I couldn't even make up that number. It's really how much it costs to pay for Tinder. It's it's really bad. Thank you. Right? Well, Tinder is this app where you get to swipe left and right based on appearance and you hit, you know, like if you want to fuck this person. But what I hate about it is that when girls are on there talking about how like, oh, I'm just here looking for a friend. I'm here trying to meet a friend. I'm just like, that's a fucked up way to try to meet a friend. Based off appearance? That's kind of shitty. It's the shittiest way you could possibly choose your friends. Right? Oh, it's awful. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I became a comedian because like I never... Like, I didn't start getting laid until, like, recently. Like, in high school, it was just a lot of flaccidness. A lot of flaccid and friend zone. Friend zone, flaccid, semen. I'm just going to make this awkward for the people walking in. So I was coming in this bucket. I filled the bucket up with semen. And um, after that, I just picked the bucket up and just... Just all over my grandma. It was really... It's really awful. This is great. I can't, I never, I never really deal with hecklers. And what's awful is that I can't even make fun of you. Cause I also, I, I kind of love you at the same time. You're not heckling. You're just, you're just in my story. Okay. That's how Trump won. You know that, right? I'm not doing what you think I'm doing. I'm doing this. Just making out bullshit to fucking add on to the thing, but it's okay. You know, it's all right. My thing is, I think Trump's going to get, you know, impeached. I hope it's illegal to say you want a guy to get killed, you know, but it's just like, if it happened, I wouldn't really stress about it, you know? Well, okay, I would stress about it. If they killed Pence, then I'd be like, that was strategic. <laughs> right? That's the, that's the scarier motherfucker, right? Because if you, I don't know, Trump is such a fucking idiot, dude. I don't know. That's just... I try to, like, wrestle with the idea of, like, if you did vote for Trump, you're not a racist. But, like, if you voted for Trump, you are a closet racist because you care more about the idea of your life being better more than you care about the guaranteed pain of people of color. You know what I mean? Because, like, when you vote for a president, you think that, like, okay, my life might be better under this person or it might be better under this person. But it's just, like, you knew the evil things Trump was talking about doing to people. You know? And women. Yeah, people, women, they are the same thing. Yeah. W wasn't even really a joke there. I was just, just kind of going on a rant because we got a week. But, uh, no, I actually do do activism. Do do activism. That's funny. Yes, that's one you understand. Uh, but, yeah, no, I'm a, uh, an activist and a comedian, which is a very hard two worlds to cross. You could imagine how many people have been offended by me before in that, in those two crossing worlds. But uh, it's been fun. I've uh, been doing stand-up for two years. I've, I've said things in the past about race that, like, I instantly regret saying now. Like, Martin Luther King Day is coming up right now. And, like, one of the very first jokes I've ever written was how I had a threesome with two white girls during Martin Luther King Day weekend. And I said how, like, that's pretty much living out his dream directly. <laughs> like... <laughs> Fucked up. No, it's terrible. Uh, awful joke. But I was like, when he was writing that speech, he was probably like, I'm getting some white pussy after this. 
awful. He would kill me if he was here right now. No, it was... Right? <laughs> nah, that's bad. But it's weird, too, because like, I kind of have to hide the fact that like, I'm a human, that I'm still a teenager. Like, I, I feel like all like, our greatest heroes in the world all have like, downfalls to them. They're all still human beings. Like Martin Luther King used to cheat on his wife. You know? You know, Malcolm X used to be a pimp and stuff. Like me, I watch porn. You know? I'm, not <laughs> I'm not one of those guys. I'm not that high to a tear. But I do... I am scared of that. Like, I post stuff about, like, hey, you should go to this march, you should go to this rally, but I also, like, like pictures of, like, ass shaking, you know? And that's, like, a weird, it's a weird thing. The only thing that I like about Trump winning is the fact that, like, we kind of pushed aside the puppet thing in politics now, I think. You know, like, Trump is, like, yeah, okay, yeah. I don't know. I mean, Obama was the great, was a great president, easily the greatest president we've ever had. But like, um, I don't know. Trump gives me like hope that like any person can do anything now. That was the one job that you needed the most credentials to do, and he had no fucking experience at all. He was just like, "I'm gonna do it." I'm not gonna tell you how I'm gonna do it, but I'm gonna do it. And then he fucking won. You could do anything at all. Seriously, I could run for president. My hope is the next president is going to be uh, a Muslim, lesbian, disabled woman. I really hope. I genuinely hope that's going to be the next one. But I don't think it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Where are you right now? I'm just saying, like, where are you, like, in, in your brain? Where do you think you are? Because I, I think this might be throwing her off. Because I was sitting next to her a second ago. And now I'm just sweating on stage. probably freaking out. Like, this isn't the orgy I signed up for. This isn't. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. There's no parking around here. I was just doing comedy in two minutes. Okay. That's how long it takes me to get soft. I don't really come. I don't bust nuts anymore. It's just really sad. Yeah. Just built up all this residue in my system. Right? It's really bad. I have so many cum jokes. I just realized that. So I watch porn way too much, way too often. Have you ever noticed like, how porn categories... Wait, wait, hold, hold first off. Make some noise if you watch porn. Okay, all right. I know all of you do because 50% of like, all internet searches in general are porn. It's literally a fact. Seriously. What I noticed about in porn categories which tripped me out is that like, porn categories are like a mixture of like, sex positions and like, job possibilities. You know what I mean? It's like flight attendant, bukkake. Teacher, double penetration. It's just like, <laughs> you never really know what you're going to get when you click a category. Yeah. Actually, my, uh, I was in an open relationship this past year, which really sucked because I found out that, um, yeah, she, be, she became a porn star actually this year. Yeah, if you want to look her up, her name is Sydney Cole. Um, it's really bad. It was, it was open for a while, and I was like, yeah, you know, it's, it's cool, but like, I wanted it to be closed. Like, in theory, open relationships work, but they don't because there's always that one person who really wants it to be closed. So when you're at home tonight jacking off, think about me when you're jacking off to my ex. <laughs> Jacking off later. Let's think about him later. Yay, Mike Evans Jr. Uh, turn around right now and clap for Zunzu running the ones and twos. He is a champion.
Thank you guys all for being here. This is super amazing. I really appreciate it. We do Pamtastics every Friday from 8 to 10. It includes the treat with the $5. You always get a great show. Next week is the Hell Hat, which means that the audience puts things into the hat and then the people pull them out. And it can say anything. It can be like, call your mom and tell her you love her. Or like, call your ex call anyone in your thing like you get you could actually have to give your phone to someone else and scroll through and then call and then you leave a message on their machine weird shit right you'd be like run around the block and come back and do more jokes. i mean anything you want can be in the hat so come back next week and uh you get to be a part of it it's the hell hat um they, they we have five open mics a week now here at mutiny radio so check us out listen to us live uh, listen to old soul radio on Sundays from 10 to midnight, and uh, all the other people, uh, Paul Brumbaugh's show, Edge of Insanity, uh, 12 to noon, and there's a lot of Sunday people here today. That was great. Uh, thank you guys all so much for being here. Good night. Yay! Yay!